Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know that if you're planning for retirement or aren't sure where to start, we have a helpful checklist for you. We put together a guide called Your Pre-Retirement Checklist and have made it available for free on our website. This detailed checklist covers things pertaining to cash flow, social security, Medicare, asset allocation, and living a purposeful retirement. The link to download the checklist is listed in the episode description, or you can go to wiserinvestor.com, scroll to the bottom, enter your email address, and then you'll have access to your pre-retirement checklist. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Wiser Retirement Podcast, where we cover financial topics such as retirement planning, tax planning, portfolio management, insurance, and estate planning, so you too can have a wiser retirement. I'm your host, Casey Smith, guiding you to financial success, or my co-hosts, Brad Lyons and Matthews Barnett. Hey, guys. Hi, Casey. How's it going? So um, my uh, youngest son, he's uh, he's 10 right now. He really likes um, space. Often I'll see him on uh, our Apple TVs at home. He'll be on the, on the NASA app, and he he likes to see where the International Space Station is. And, you know, they launch rockets, I think, every like what, two or three a week right now between uh, SpaceX and and all the other companies that are private now. Um, we've been actually been to two launches. Uh, we went uh, down for uh, I think they called it Crew Two. And that was the that was the uh, both both NASA crew. So SpaceX was launching into uh, uh, with, with NASA astronauts to the National Space Station, which is pretty cool. We got. Um, 10 miles away the first time, and the second time I learned about this uh, area called the red zone or the heat zone, and basically you're four miles from the rocket. I didn't feel any heat, but it was Florida. It was a little warm anyway, even at 2.20 in the morning. <laughs> but the uh, uh, what, what a neat experience. If you ever have an opportunity to go down to Kennedy Space Center, uh, I would encourage you guys to, all of our listeners, to do that. It, it just you, you can't help but walk out of there feeling like a proud American and what we've been able to accomplish with the science and, and space travel and obviously what's to come uh, going forward. But I say, I say all that to uh, to say, you know, I'm sitting in this bleacher and, and there it starts the countdown, right? And it's getting closer and closer. And, and uh, you know, the astronauts have been driven out in the Tesla. You know, they get out and they wave. And so they've just been sitting on their backs for over an hour at this point. And you can't help but what they, what do they feel? What do they feel? You, you think, you know, hours or probably thousands of hours of training, but, you know, for the most part today, there's not a whole lot of buttons. I mean, computers are going up, taking them up. Um, you know, it, it's not like back in the old days where they attached a rocket to a Coke can and <laughs> they had to virtually manually drive those things. Um but you know it's 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 interesting interesting um just looking at what what are they what are what are they what are they doing um and a lot of times i just see in, you know they have these video cameras you can see them they're just sitting, sitting there on their backs you know because they're tilted tilted up at this point and you know you see them punching the screens every now and then for the most part they're just hanging out and maybe they're like just super cool and they're like oh man this is going to be awesome but you know somebody there for the first time is going up, and they're thinking about all the liquid liquid uh, nitrogen, I believe, liquid oxygen that's being poured in underneath them. You think, man, if this thing explodes. But you know, part part of me goes, 
you know, but they planned. I mean, everything that could go wrong that they've, they've, they've done something, they planned for something. Right. And, and not, not that, um, not that going into space is anything like retirement, but there's some anxiety there. When we meet with people for the first time, they're say, Hey, I want to retire. Sometimes it starts off with, can I retire? Help me do the math. How much do I need? And then other times it's like, okay, I'm going to retire. I'm pretty sure I've done the simple math and I, I can get going, but I, but I'm not quite sure what the flight plan plan is. Right. And so that's where, um, uh, we we've come up with a retirement checklist. You can find it on the website. You can download it, and we did it basically like a like a, a rocket launch. Uh, Hadley here in charge of uh, our marketing was very creative and came up with this T minus five, four, three, two, right? And has has different different listings. And so that's the theme for this quarter. The theme for this quarter is we're blasting off into retirement, and what a scary time to be retiring. When you're especially looking at the markets, I mean, right as of today at this recording, where there's still a war going on with the possibility that that war spreads, right? So, there, there's, so there's a lot of risk out there right now, and you have to you have to have a plan. You know, would, even before, even during the best of times, when people retire, I say, well, it's real easy to retire. It's really hard to stay retired twenty years later. Because of inflation, right, and rate of returns, and not meeting up expect meeting expectations, things of that nature. And a lot, of, I've seen a lot of people retire, and they have uh, they're they're using um, uh, rate of returns of like eight percent in their in their uh, assumptions. Yeah, history has been pretty good to us in the last ten years or so relative to stock market returns, um, but to to look at on a forward basis, those types of returns are probably a little unrealistic and they should scale back their expectations probably. And even if uh, we do have similar returns, by scaling back your planning, it gives you a cushion of having had higher returns than expected that match for your, your income needs then. So, you know, utilizing a conservative uh, return assumption for the future in your retirement is, is, a, is a good planning tool. It's a lot more than just the investment returns. I think people place too much emphasis on that. It comes down to actually having that overall plan. You've got a bunch of assets, and what does that mean exactly? How do you actually uh, use those to your advantage for cash flows in retirement is what it really comes down to. Well, like those astronauts that are sitting in that, that, that space capsule, you know, they have a plan. They know what the flight path is, okay? But what they've done also is in, in their consideration is they've, gone through all the different scenarios that could happen, right? And have a small plan for each one, we'll say, to get them back on the main plan for the retirement or the, 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 the space flight itself. So having a plan means also to consider all the different scenarios that could happen within a time frame of retirement of 30 years, hopefully, you know, and uh, in a planning, you know, mechanism, such as the way we go about doing our planning, we do consider different scenarios, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if all the different things that um, could occur in a lifespan of an additional 30 years does occur? What does that look like to the plan? How do we monitor it and how do we keep on track 
you know, to make sure that that path, that retirement plan or that flight path for those astronauts, you know, uh, match up. You know, you think about um, 20 years ago, you probably retired with a pension. And you, so income replacement was pretty straightforward. I'm going to stop getting this paycheck. They're going to start sending me this other paycheck. And then I get social security on top of that. And maybe you've accumulated a few hundred thousand dollars in investments, but you know, the math is pretty simple. The pension goes up with inflation. Uh, but it's not, that's not the norm today. The norm today is you've accumulated assets or you need to accumulate assets to supplement social security. Uh, and then if you're a business owner and you sold your business, you know, you, you, you had this income producing machine which now is no longer there. So you've sold it at a certain value. How do you ensure that you don't run out of funds? And how are you the best steward for your wealth going forward? Uh, especially for those families that have worked hard and, and have accumulated uh, significant wealth. Uh, sometimes you could get too conservative. So you're not, you're not building, you're not building the, the, the legacy for your future or for your future generations. You're, 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 you're actually got it stacked underneath the mattress and, you're not, you're not going to gain any traction or you, you, you've you've left people out or behind, uh, potentially. It's a different mentality. I'd say that when we ask questions about people's expectations and concerns in retirement, probably the two biggest we hear, um, you know, no longer having a paycheck and running out of money. It's a completely different mindset when you're no longer contributing and, and living off your own paycheck, but actually having to have the income from the, the investments you've saved up. The term you used to hear most often associated with retirement was fixed income. Remember that? Retirees would always consider, I'm a fixed income. I want a fixed right. income. Okay. You don't really hear that term as much anymore because of the replacement of the pension plan with the defined contribution plan or 401k plan, which means you may have a variable income going forward in, in the future. And how do you manage that and structure it in such a way that is be predictable, if not fixed at least? Yeah, I, I wonder... Yeah, well, I will say, I'll add this. Something they always check is less stress, peace of mind. So if we're about to launch into retirement, I mean, yeah, we have a bucket list of things we want to accomplish, but we also don't want to have the stress that we might run out of funds, which goes back to what you were alluding to. Alluding to. Um, all right, so let's kind of dive into our our five topics that we're going to touch on this quarter. Um Something is very important. Part of a pre-retirement checklist should always be optimized cash flow. And so we'll, we'll, we'll certainly in our in our podcast this quarter focus on um, you know, where money comes from in retirement. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's sources of different sources, but then there's also different times you take those sources, like Social Security. Um, there's also um, an optimized way to take it for tax efficiency as well. So that's something that is very is very important is is optimizing your cash flow, also understanding how much is it going to cost you to live during retirement. You know, Matthews tells me that's what the most one of the most common questions. Yeah, I hope you could tell me, or I I don't know. Um, so you know, it helps to not only have a, a pre retirement budget to figure out what what retirement could actually look like, but trying to focus on a lot of it. Uh, really comes down to not not comparing yourself to other people and other individuals, and and figuring out what your own retirement looks like. You know, when I was we, we were studying and putting together this this download on the website, I realized that ninety percent of people do Social Security wrong, or potentially ninety percent, because there are a few exceptions. But a lot of people are taking Social Security early, 
which which is just shooting yourself in the foot for for many families. So that that's part goes back to optimizing cash flow too. Is, is you don't have to not taking Social Security doesn't mean you're denying yourself income. There's just calculators today that help you figure out when to take Social Security, when to pull from other places, so you end up with a consistent, smooth income throughout retirement. But you're just grabbing things from different uh, uh, different shells at the at different times. Right. And, and I think that's um, that's where advisors, good advisors come into play. Good advisors are going to tell you to delay Social Security because of, because of the increase in, in payment. There's a lot of misinformation out there, unfortunately. And you hear a lot of people just saying they claim early because uh, they paid into it and they want it or because they don't think it's going to be around. So right. um, you just got to be careful what you read. Yeah. And also, too, the people that tell you to take Social Security because it won't be around are the same people watching Fox News infomercials and uh, they're telling you that, to buy gold or, you know, some, some website and they're telling you to subscribe to their newsletter. So they're using that fear to, pr- to promote whatever it is, is making them wealthy. So you have to understand where the information comes, comes from. I, I'll never forget uh, several years ago. Now, Brad, uh, Brad responded to an email. I sent him, it was, I think it was over our Christmas uh, holiday. And I said, Hey, Look at this article in the Wall Street Journal. It's it's uh, this. It was like, it was like a hedge full. It's like yeah. a full page. And yeah. well, oh yeah, the hedge fund manager. I was talking about the value guys. Oh, that's right. They were talking about um, uh, value stocks are going to in twenty twenty one or be the stocks and and growth is going to fall fall by the wayside. And and then I sent it to Brad and said, Wow, they're very convicted and that value stocks are the way to go for for twenty twenty one. And he responded back as well. It was written by a value fund manager. I was like, oh, right. You're supposed to always go check to see who wrote the article to see what biases they have in the article. I remember. But yeah, yeah, also too, that was an article I think I read. It was a web-based article, though, about the doomsdayer. Uh, now, he said there was a 30% chance of civil war in the United States. So he's still wrong about that. He just yeah. had, he had the country wrong. <laughs> and it's not a civil war. It's active aggression. Um, but yes, he... You can't run a hedge fund unless you can convince people there's doomsday. That's coming. right. So, uh, something else that I think eludes a lot of people are people's understanding is Medicare. This can get really complicated, and so we'll make sure that we have um, we have a focus on on uh, Medicare this quarter and helping people um, choose what's what's best for them. In fact, I think we should have a, a good guest uh, for that one. Uh, investment asset allocation. Now that's our sweet spot, Brad. Right? Yes, it is. So investment asset allocation, um, you got to do something different in retirement than you do when you're in accumulation phase? Well, accumulation phase, quite often it can be thought of as you're trying to maximize your return and accumulate as much assets as you can in the working years that you have and that you're contributing to that. So you're creating wealth during the accumulation years. And in retirement, what you're doing is you're managing that wealth and you're managing it to a particular objective of payment of income throughout the period of time okay so yeah it's a slightly different you know thought process and management style um, we look at risk and return we look at um, predictability we looked at standard deviations there's a whole measurements of of of, uh, of of things to look at when we're managing wealth for a retiree other point is to uh, retire with purpose, and th- this is, uh, I guess, the feel-good portion of the of the presentation. So I like to say, um, 
I, I worked, we did some hourly planning for a, a couple, a very interesting uh, family. He, he worked at Lockheed Martin and Skunk Works, which he's basically designing the next level of badass stuff <laughs> for the military. But he, I think when I met him, he was 78 years old. And I said, well, when are you going to retire? And he said, my wife won't let me. And I just kind of laughed. And then the next meeting, I meet his wife. She wouldn't let him retire. Because everyone, all his friends, when they retired, the year later, they were dead. <laughs> so she was afraid of losing him. It was an act of love, not an act of, uh, I, I need a paycheck. <laughs> but he had gotten to the age where he was forced to take the pension. He's forced to pull money from a 401k. And then he's also getting a very good salary for designing badass stuff. <laughs> and so I thought to myself, well, we, it's okay to retire. You just got to retire with a purpose. Like, you know, we'll give you a couple of weeks to, uh, you know, sit in the recliner and watch TV and sleep in. But, but in the end though, you, you got to have a, you got to have a purpose. You got to roll out of bed in the morning. The feet got to hit the floor and you have to say, okay, I'm doing this today. And it could be a lot of things. I mean, we, we, we work with hundreds of families and for some, it's the grandkids. For some, it's a hobby. Um, met someone recently that's really into woodworking, uh, big time, like up early, uh, staying up late, focused on these different projects. But you got to keep your brain active in retirement. Now, just like when astronauts go to space, they don't just float around. I mean, that's probably cool for the first couple of hours, right? But then after that, they have to be on exercise bikes. They're doing science experiments. Um, and so it's just like in retirement. We can't just float around or else we're going to end up with some, with some health issues. Uh, so it could be your golf game. It could be that you want to get your handicap down to a certain number. Uh, maybe you want to win the club championship or your division. Um, it, could, it could be for a lot of our pilots. It could be something to do with aviation. doesn't require hotel rooms, right? It could, could be given back through different clubs. Um, you know, it could be joining Rotary or Kiwanis or, or, doing something uh, in, in your in your neighborhood to give back. Um, but regardless, uh, everyone should roll out of bed and have a purpose. Donald Miller would talk about, um, you know, leaving a legacy. Uh, uh, he has this, I, I think it's, it's a little crude, but he's actually written his obituary. And so when he gets up every single morning, he reads his obituary. So he wants to be known as what? Doing what? right? That's what it says. And so it reminds him what's important that day. So then he goes down and starts working on his next book. And I'm sure uh, he just had a daughter recently. So I'm sure he's doing, think rewriting that obituary a little bit uh, because now he has a little different legacy he has to leave behind, right? So that's how we have to get out of bed in retirement. I think that's how we get out of bed before retirement too, but some of us are drug out by obligations and things that we have to do. Uh, I'm very fortunate that I hit the floor every morning and I know exactly what it is that I'm trying to accomplish today. And that's to bring financial success to my community. And I want everyone else to have that same purpose. Well, there was a common thread that you mentioned, you know, going through having a purpose. And that's maintaining good social contact with people. Okay. Whether it's through continued employment or social or activities or um, uh, volunteer activities or whatever the case may be that you're remaining 
you know, social with other people and you're ha- maintaining contact. And that's really important. You know, you said we'll give you a couple of weeks on the, on the, on the lazy boy chair. Right. You know? But after that, get up and get, get social. Be social with people. What's beneficial for a lot of people too, it seems like, is kind of stopping the daily grind, uh, the long hours and kind of transitioning to semi-retirement. So you kind of test the waters, kind of learn, uh, you know, more of the family life or hobbies and enjoying that versus the day-to-day grind every day and, and starting to learn a little bit transitioning in retirement rather than just a, a hard stop and then trying to figure out now what do I do with my life. Yeah, very true. All right, guys. Well, I'm looking forward to this quarter. Uh, we have, we're going to have a lot of cover, lot to cover, a lot of uh, in-depth topics. We'll have some uh, guests along the way. And um, let's, uh, let's go make it a, a good, good three months. Let's talk to you later. Thanks for listening to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. That way you don't miss any new episodes. We would also appreciate if you could leave a rating and review. If you have any questions about anything that was discussed today, head to wiserinvestor.com and reach out. We would love to hear from you. This episode was produced and edited by Lilton Moore. Wiser Wealth Management Incorporated is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.